This is the Dan Roman Podcast. I am your money and financial coach, Dan Roman, and thank you once again for tuning in. This podcast is dedicated to talk around budgeting and saving and making those things sexy again, investing, real estate, generational wealth building, and living a life without money stress. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Clubhouse, on Hi Ho with the handle by Dan Roman, B-Y-D-A-N. R-O-M-A-N. Let's connect. Let's chat. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Tell me what you want to hear. Ask me questions that you want me to answer on the next recording. I would love to serve you in that way. Two questions before you listen to today's podcast that you should be asking yourself at all points in time so you can gauge where you are. First one, what is my biggest money challenge And lastly, what do I want to learn most about my personal finances? You can schedule a call with me to talk about your financial journey, where you are and where you want to be and how I can guide you in that process. So in the show notes of this podcast, you can schedule a call. You'll see a link and we can meet up for coffee. We can have a video call or a phone conversation absolutely free to you. But I would love to guide you. I would love to be your guide. I would love to walk with you along your journey because I personally know firsthand how how important personal financial structure is in your life. And I know how important it is to have a strong relationship, a healthy relationship with your personal finances. How much home can I afford? This is part two of the home buying process, a mini series that I'm putting together because I feel like the home buying process is very complicated. For some of you, it could be very stressful. And I went through this process myself now. I'm going through this process now in selling my mother's home since she passed away in December. I've coached people through their home buying process. And I think it's important to break down into steps. I call them baby steps, the home buying process, so that as you listen to each one of my podcasts or watch each one of my YouTube videos, you can ask yourself, am I ready for part one? Great. I'm going to go to part two. Now I'm ready for part two. Great. I'm going to go to part three. But it also, it helps you kind of gauge and test where you are because if you're not secure in the next step, then now you know you got to hit pause, secure that step before moving on because I want the home purchase to be a blessing, a dream come true, not a curse, not a money pit where all your money's going into this thing and you're not enjoying your home. So for part two today, we're going to talk about how much home can I afford? This is different from what the, the, the bank is going to give you. The bank's going to give you five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars that you can use based on your income, based on your credit score and all this other bullshit. But the truth of the matter is, is you don't want to be house poor and house poor, meaning most of your money each month is going into your home. So I developed this. Uh, well, I didn't develop it, but there's this this age old um, number in, 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 the fi- in the personal finance space and the safe number of how much home you can afford is you take your take-home pay after taxes, okay? So whatever you get paid minus taxes, that's your take-home. We're not gonna take away your medical insurance or your retirement savings because those numbers will fluctuate year to year. One year you may have medical insurance, one year you may not, one year you may have dental and vision, one year you may not. So take-home pay, technically we're gonna use that number is what you earn minus taxes, that's your take-home pay. You take your take-home pay and you multiply that by 25%. 25% is the magic number of how much home you can afford, not how much mortgage 
you qualify for. If the bank gives you $400,000 of a mortgage, it does not mean you have to use all $400,000 of that mortgage. We want a payment every month that is at or around 25% of your take-home pay. If it's less, that's amazing. If it's a little more, 27%, that's okay. It doesn't have to be exactly 25. 25 is the, it's, it's the safe mark, it's the benchmark because you don't want to spend 30, 40, 50, 60% of your take-home pay on a mortgage. That's what makes people house poor. And I'll cover that in a little bit. So let's say there's a married couple. That's two incomes. We're going to take the take-home pay of both spouses. What they earn minus taxes, that's the take-home pay, times 25%. That's how much monthly payment you can afford. Now, I want, to, I want you to keep in mind that the monthly payment isn't just the money you're paying back to the bank in terms of the mortgage. Each monthly mortgage payment is going to include, in total, these things. The mortgage, what you owe the bank, interest on that mortgage, banks charge us interest for using their money, property taxes, the town you live in is going to charge you taxes, homeowner's insurance, absolutely important. You must carry homeowner's insurance if your home burns down, if a hurricane comes through and blows your house into nothing. You are you don't want to have to pay $400,000 or $250,000 out of your own pocket to rebuild that home. That's why you want homeowners insurance. Homeowners insurance will cost you anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500 a year depending on where you live if it's if it's um a lot of fl- floods historically in that area or wildfires or things of the nature. You're you're Homeowners insurance is going to fluctuate based on where you live, historical patterns, and all this stuff. But homeowners insurance is going to be tied into that monthly payment. In some cases, your monthly mortgage payment might include what's called principal mortgage insurance, also known as PMI in the industry. And that's when you put less than 20% down as a down payment on the purchase of your home. If you put less than 20% down as a down payment for your home, the bank is going to require that you get insurance that pays the bank back in case you stop paying your mortgage. So PMI, private mortgage insurance, is insurance for the bank that you pay for in case you default on your loan. So the insurance company pays the bank back, you lose your home, that's, that's how this works. Now. PMI, principal mortgage insurance, can add anywhere from $50 to $150 for every $100,000 that you borrow. So for example, let's say a home is $300,000. You might end up paying in PMI alone, principal mortgage insurance, an additional $150 on top of your mortgage payment, your interest on the mortgage, your taxes, and your homeowner's insurance. Also, in some areas of our country, there's something called HOA fees or homeowners association fees. So you want to factor all of these potential charges into your monthly payment and ensure that it falls at below or closely around the 25% mark. So how much home can I afford? That's the answer. When the total payment is no more than 25% of your take-home pay. As I mentioned earlier, I have helped 
coach families on budgeting and their personal finances. And as I'm looking at their numbers, they're 40, 50, 60% of their take-home pay is for housing alone. Talk about a strict, tight budget. Talk about a budget that doesn't, doesn't leave room for much of anything else. When half of your take-home pay is being taken by a house payment. And we call that in the financial industry house poor because your home is taking all of your money. And then it's the same individuals that don't do anything to increase their income or lower their monthly payments or, you know, they don't have any strategy. They just keep paying this thing down. And then they get to the age of 40, maybe even 50 years old with this same payment. Income hasn't really gone up. And they're, they're, then they're worried about retirement because they didn't have enough room with their money to pay or invest for retirement. And that is no way to live. I'm sorry, but an American dream should not cost that much. Remember, the purchase of your home should be a gift, not a curse. So when you're shopping for home mortgages and you can't really find something that's 25% or less of your take-home pay, then you should probably not buy a home. I get it. Renting is so expensive. Well, so is home ownership. Don't let the monthly mortgage payment alone take you for a ride that home ownership is cheaper than renting. I would much rather rent until I'm ready than to put myself in a position, to put myself and my family in a position of stress because now we can't sustain a monthly mortgage payment. And remember, the mortgage payment is going to talk about is going to include mortgage, interest on that mortgage, property taxes, homeowners insurance, Sometimes principal mortgage insurance, if you put less than 20% down as a down payment, it could also include HOA fees if your particular community or the area you live in has HOA fees. So 25% is the magic number. So if you hate math, there's a link in the, in the info section of this podcast, let's connect. I can walk you through in a call, video call, phone call. We could even meet for coffee if you want to. I can walk you through how much you can afford. Or you can use this as an example. Let's say you and your spouse combined have a $5,500 take-home pay. $5,500 times 0.25 equals $1,375. So in this dry example of, of random easy numbers, $1,375 is going to be what you can afford to pay every single month, and that payment must include mortgage, interest, property taxes, homeowner's insurance, and quite possibly principal mortgage insurance or HOA fees. So that's how much you can afford. If you want to apply that formula to your take-home pay, try it. See what you come up with. And if you need help calculating that, I would love to sit with you and we can figure it out together. Why are we not taking personal finances personal? Okay, episode is over. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on wherever it is you listen to the Dan Rowan Podcast. That would mean so much to me. As a reminder, this podcast is no way a distribution of tax, legal, or investment advice. The Dan Roman Podcast is for general education purposes only. Any and all information I provide is strictly for that reason. I have and will continue to provide an educated opinion. Also, I have not evaluated your financial snapshot, portfolio, or risk assessment.